So Apple and Beats. Apple and Beats. Dr. Dre joining the uh, Apple family. Yeah. It's like the Manson family, yeah. but more profitable. Have you ever have you ever worn Beats headphones or earphones? I don't own a pair. Okay. I have worn them before. Tell me about your experience. They suck, basically. They're massively overpriced for what they yeah, are. Yeah, no, sure. I it mean, seems it also seems to me like they're a much bigger thing in the States than they are in the UK, right? Uh, maybe. Because I don't see... I see it quite a lot. But I don't associate it, because everything that I saw in the US press around it was like, Apple were buying this like cool fashion icon. Mm. I kind of seen them as a bit of a lame fashion icon. Yeah, they're definitely generic fashion. I kind of, yeah. And like Maybe bad... even Normcore. Oh, it's so Normcore, <laughs> isn't it? And like, Apple buying Normcore? Is that... <laughs> Apple's Normcore. Yeah, Apple and our Normcore, but they can kind of like... They don't. They don't make any kind of. I mean, if you like, let's go through the options of why you know because okay, it's definitely this. not the tech Apple yeah. could spend less money on building an incredible team of engineers to do audio way better than Beats could. Yeah, um, it wouldn't take them very long or much money. Is it the brand? It's not really like Apple to have separate brands for stuff. But like... in that case, Apple could buy George Foreman <laughs> Grills. That is essentially the same thing. George Foreman, the boxing yeah. fella. There was sort of a few. <laughs> Dr. Dre, the rapper. That's they tough. both go into random products, essentially. Right. I mean, I get it. Tenuous connection between Dre and then headphones. Yeah, music. Yeah, and but it's Foreman, also like boxing, if he started coming out with lean, pianos. Gotta eat protein without the fat. Oh, is that it? I guess so. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> I never know if he was fat. I don't know. If George, when George Foreman is a tech success story, I'm going to go all out on the speakers yeah. party. The Lean Mean Grilling Machine IPO. <laughs> Where did we get to in the list of reasons that Apple are buying meats? I just don't... Okay, so what do, you, what do you think it is? I don't know. It doesn't really seem to make a lot of sense initially. The one, so the one that made me think, oh, maybe that's it, was whether they're buying... So Beats Music is the streaming service that Beats launched. Oh, few yeah. months ago. Yeah. One of the sort of ideas was, oh, is Apple buying it because they can't negotiate the deals? Like the licensing. Like the licensing yeah. because everyone in the music industry is anti-iTunes. And they can't buy Spotify. Well, they could. They have the money. Let's take that rumour. <laughs> Let's push it to the verge. I'm going to post it on secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was that. But then um, Gruber sort of said that... The licenses wouldn't transfer in the instance of an acquisition. Interesting. So the latest sort of piece that I read was saying that maybe they're just interested in Irvin and Dre joining Apple in some sort of fashion. So it's less about the product, but their ability to a probably negotiate in the music world, yeah, and b take something and make it cool. Yeah. I mean, Beats headphones are desirable for the sake of being desirable. They're not the best headphones in the world. Yeah, they're just expensive. They're just expensive. Brand. And the brand is good because Dre has basically pushed it in every single music video of every single artist wearing them. Yeah, Bieber. So everything that sort of generic fashion aspires to as a sort of iconified by the most successful music artist, yeah. if they're all wearing beats, then people are going to want those headphones. Yeah. I mean, if you've got enough money and you could make Justin Bieber wear anything... To basically sell it and make it... I a mean, tutu. He could, he could make anything vastly cool. popular for a huge demographic of did like... You, did you ever read that um, article about 
Justin Bieber on Instagram. No. So um, Bieber was quite early on to Instagram. I'm not saying like he was the first 10 users, but yeah. he was early enough to Instagram that Instagram was not yet at like a million users or anything like that. He was posting pictures on Instagram. He had quite a lot of Twitter followers, right. but he was sort of posting Instagram pictures to his Twitter. And apparently like every time he posted an Instagram, Instagram would get something like 5,000 signups. Uh, yeah. So... Is he interested in direct debit? <laughs> no, the, where it gets funny is his... Uh, so Bieber's people went to Instagram right. and they said, we want money yeah. or equity. Wow. Because, because, because we're making it popular. Yeah. And Instagram were like, go fuck yourselves. And Bieber stopped posting on Instagram after no this. No way. Yeah, he actually stopped using Instagram. Shit, me. Up until quite recently when he's now back on it. That's bizarre. Yeah, so there's like a, a more than a year period in which Bieber's just, his feed sort of stops between... I saw that this was a kind of thing actually recently, like artists, I think it was Deadmaus was the most recent person to do it, creating his own streaming service. Okay. So he has his own app where he's taking his, or presumably going to take his music off like iTunes and yeah. Spotify. And he, you sign up for, I think it's like $5 a month. Just to listen to Deadmaus. Yeah, just to listen to Deadmaus. Yeah, not, I know, who I'm would do that? that. Worst, <laughs> worst deal ever, right? <laughs> Why do you think they're buying it? Um, I guess it is. It's got to be the a certain amount of kind of brand appeal and sort of management ability as you're talking about, like how they are going to manage those. Because iTunes, iTunes is the elephant in the room mm. in this whole discussion, right? Like it's not. I don't know anyone that uses iTunes on a kind of day to day basis anymore. Um, That's probably a bold statement, but I mean, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds well. So far, it's a hundred percent true. <laughs> But I always assume that's because we're quite forward in terms of using things we're like streaming. We're very much the Justin Bieber of the... Uh, <laughs> what Justin Bieber is to Instagram, we're like that to um, music streaming. How long have you been a paying member of Spotify? Uh, for a pretty long time. Yeah, I figured Probably out, like two years. I figured out mine was something like four years recently. Wow. Which is, when you think about it, Actually, a lot of money. Yeah, that is a lot of money. To... Fuck. It's nine ninety nine you're paying as well. Yeah. Well, how much are you paying? Am I being scammed? I'm not paying that much. I'm paying for um, Actually, I'm not paying right now, but that's uh, a, that's another story. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> if Spotify have caught a deal with you and not me, I'm um, going to be really upset about this. I have a year of complimentary Spotify for reasons I'm not going to go into. Reasons I'm not... That makes it sound probably much more shady than it probably is. Have you been making so I've paid for Spotify for yeah. 53 months. Wow. That's a long time. That is a long time. And that considering is... that I've not been paying for the last five... Can you do an equals sum on that? Because I oh no yeah come on, be the be the Excel user. Oh, this is gonna hurt. Five hundred and twenty nine pounds forty seven pence. Wow, over fifty three months. Over, so my first paying month was um, September two thousand and nine. Wow. Yeah. Nearly five years. Yeah, fuck, that's a long time. But. I mean, and I've not been paying since January. Yeah. yeah. This is bullshit. Where's my fucking Spotify sponsorship? Um, they wanted a Twitter handle that I had. Really? Yeah. Which one was it? About four years ago, my friend Tom Harmon and I, we were really into Spotify. And Spotify's catalogue was new enough that we could almost keep track of what was new, what was sort of appearing. Okay. New albums and stuff like that. So we created a Twitter handle called at new on Spotify. 
and we would basically post new albums as we were listening to it. Right. And it had quite a few followers um, when we got bored, as you do. And about four months ago, we get an email from like Spotify Marketing saying, hey, notice that you guys have at new on Spotify. Uh, we have a new project that we're launching. I'm probably just wow. <laughs> ruining their marketing. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where you blow they were like, up. Yeah, they were like, we we have a thing that we need it for. Um, could you transfer it to us? And we we're like, uh, we we're like, sure. And and then they actually said, oh, and we'll give you a year of free Spotify as a as a thanks. I thought you were going to say this is the point where you asked for like, yeah, 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 sure. Well then, quarter of a million. <laughs> Well, then we were like, well, there are two of us to commit. I have two, please. <laughs> and they were like, fine. Uh, well, there's three of us now. Yeah. And then um, we couldn't remember the password for the account. Oh, shit. No way. Or or what email address we'd register it with. Uh, but we'd already <laughs> used the promo codes. So we had to send them this really apologetic email <laughs> saying, guys, we actually can't give it to you because we can't get in. No way. Uh, but we put them in touch with our friends at Twitter to okay. actually handle it. So, yeah. So professional outcome. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they got it. Now. Sounds like you handled it well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could have just used the excuse that you'd given them five hundred pounds. That you know. Yeah. That's I enough think. leniency. That's all you want. Um, no, it's still still out. Yeah. Five hundred and twenty-nine pounds. That's well, a lot of money. Or is it? You could almost buy a pair of beats for that. <laughs> Considering that it's been pretty much the only way that I listen to music every single day yeah. for the last five years I don't think that's a lot of money at all mm. yeah it's not bad so coming back to Beats yeah. you essentially I guess what you think that Apple wants to compete on the music streaming properly um, that's definitely one of the options another interesting theory was whether they want the know-how of Beats to make something cool around their upcoming wearable mm. yet to be announced WWDC just around the corner I don't think they'll announce it then. Do you think that it's going to be a one where you have to get piercing in your cheek? <laughs> That's completely unrelated. <laughs> no, I really want to talk about this, and so I'm going to force it in. Force it in, considering what the piercing looks like it that is, you want to talk about. It's like a localised glory hole, isn't it? In the side of your cheek. Like a fucking, like a porthole to your mouth. If you can get past the teeth. <laughs> For those who are yet to see it, some idiot got a... What are those piercings called? Um, it's like when you grow the hole. Yeah, I've forgotten. It's essentially a circle yeah. cut out of his cheek. Yeah, so you know people have these on their ears, they kind yeah. of have like these holes that they put things into. He got it on his cheek, mm-hmm. so when you see him from the side... He's like Two-Face. You can see his jaw and his yeah. teeth. Oh. And, and, yeah. and he's like poking his tongue through it. I just want to put pennies in it. <laughs> It's really... Yeah, anyway. You should put money in your mouth. That's really <laughs> unhygienic. It's just about the right size for a Moto 360. So you can put it in there. Sort of whisper OK Google to it. OK Google. OK Google. <laughs> Maybe that's how they get around the whole sort of, you know, self-consciousness about yeah. saying OK Google I mean, cheek itself. wearables are going to be big. Cheek wearables, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. Beats logo in the side of my mouth. <laughs> Justin Bieber wearing one. Maybe Apple should buy this guy. Mm. <laughs> It's totally off brand. It would have to be white plastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't believe you talked about that. <laughs> it's so unnecessary. You want to have this week's drink? Yeah. What are we making? We are going to make a sidecar. Sidecar? Yeah. 
Rad. Named after the sidecar that goes next to the motorcycles. <laughs> so is this going to be a summery drink? Because I'm, I'm really hot. It's pretty. It's getting pretty sweaty in this basement. It's not super summery, but it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, no, it's not summery. <laughs> Can I just put some ice cubes in my cheek <laughs> through my no. cheek hole? So the sidecar. Uh, so so far we've had. What did we have? We had gin, rum. Uh, what the previous cocktails yeah. we've had. Uh, daiquiri. Daiquiri was rum. Okay. We had a Clover Club, which was yep. gin. Yeah. And then we had a Tommy's Margarita, which was tequila. There we go. This week we're going to use brandy. So to make it... Brandy's a Christmas drink. I asked for summer. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> it's just a nice drink. It's a nice drink. Okay. Um, so to make a sidecar, we actually have to... Um... Use one mouldy lemon. <laughs> That's not mouldy. It's just a bit green. The reason I'm laughing so much is we're about to do some rimming. <laughs> Yeah, we haven't even got to the good part yet. <laughs> yeah, um, so the the sort of, I guess, most noticeable thing about a sidecar is it the it has a sugar rim okay. around the glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to rim some glasses. We're going to do some rimming. We're going to do some rimming. Hot. Have you ever rimmed <laughs> No, I don't even know what it is, really. You know what rimming is? Okay, well, rimming is when we coat the side of a glass with some sort of powder. It can be salt, it can be sugar. Okay. Um, to... Sort of add flavour to the drink. Okay. To do this, we need a good wedge of lemon first. Great. We're going to use the slice of lemon to coat the outside of the glass. Okay. Um, with some lemon juice, and we're going to try and do that in like one continuous line. Can I like lick? So. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to have a go? Yeah, sure. So. That's- you can actually, because we're going to put the glasses back in the freezer, but oh, try okay. and not touch the sort of ball. Yep. Just oh, keep moving the glass around. Kind of licking it with the lemon. I yeah. like that. <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm going to drop it. No, that's okay. Sort of contorted yourself into a weird shape. Look at that. Okay. Now, here's some sugar that I prepared earlier. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to dip the outside of the glass into the sugar, and again, just like move it around okay. as we're doing this, sort of coating the bit. most lemon bit on the outside. Right. Like so. Nice. How's that looking? Um, shit. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. Okay, so just try it again. It's a tricky one to get right, I'll admit. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to get a new <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> you'll admit that. Okay, so here's a brand new glass. Mm-hmm. Again, so rim the glass with the lemon. <laughs> Never going to be able to keep a straight face with that. I'm really enjoying this rimming. You're you're good at rimming. I'm good technique. I like that it gets moist around the edges. It's very important to keep it moist while you're rimming. <laughs> when did we give up on anyone sponsoring this? <laughs> I think when we started. I'm just going to perfect mine while you... <laughs> you fucking show off. Okay, that's good. And look at that, okay. that's much more... That's, that's, that's beautifully better, rimmed. Yes, thank you. I've got a lot of practice. <laughs> so so I'm dipping and... The and... outside of the glass at, a, at an angle and moving the glass continuously over the sugar. So it just, like, keep lifting up and down. So, yeah, exactly. So I'm kind of dabbing the sugar. Yeah. Cool. Use, go... use some of the dry sugar over here. Let's have a look. 
That's a little yeah, bit better. Yeah, that's a good looking glass. Okay, awesome. There you go. Okay, I'm going to just finish off this one. Okay. Never leave a rim half done. <laughs> no, you got to... <laughs> a good rim job is a complete rim job. <laughs> um, can we get like a counter in the post every time it says yeah. rim, there's a ding. Ding! <laughs> the rim job episode. <laughs> okay, uh, back in the fridge. <laughs> and now for the drink itself. So, I'm not going to help you this week. Oh, I think you're going to do it all on your own. Okay, <laughs> okay, awesome. So, what do we get first? Uh, well, I don't know any of the ingredients. We don't have time for me to not help you out. <laughs> Just I know what we need first, it's the jigger. Yeah. Okay. We're going to probably need this first. And I imagine yeah. it's going to be 50 of whatever this is. Brandy. It's going to be 50 off the alcohol. Oh, here it goes. Except that's not your 50 jigger. Well, so. obviously. I'm and just... also, as a sort of, as a trick, yeah. um, never start with the most expensive ingredient. Okay. Because in case you mess up the drink, mm-hmm. it's much easier to get rid of, like, lem- lemon juice, right? Okay. Whereas cognac is a bit more expensive. So we always start with, like, depends on how you're building the round, but yeah. we try and sort of start with the cheaper ingredients first and then put okay. the alcohol in. Ice last. first? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a very... Okay, you caught me out there. Um, so grab your tin. This one, right? Uh, the tin to make the drink in. Oh, yeah, sorry. This. Okay. Yeah, uh, the small one. Yeah. So it's we're going to start with the lemon. Mm-hmm. So it's 20 lemon each. Great. That's the one. Awesome. Well done. Little, the tiny little mini jigger. Yeah. There we go. One and... Two. Yeah. Twenty triple sec each, and today we're going to use Contro. Don't know what triple. Oh, okay. What is triple sec? Triple sec is like orange liquor made from the peels and the of orange. Again, okay. we're going to use wow. twenty. It's, this one's. Uh, is, I thought it was sealed. <laughs> oh, that smells amazing. So it's again the small small jigger. Yeah, you can actually just use the forty because. Oh yeah, of we're course doing we're doing two. Two. <laughs> nice. That's a uh, little that's shortcut. A, that's a little you. shortcut. <laughs> <laughs> Done. And fifty each off the Martel. So there's two spirits in this. Uh yeah. <laughs> fifty each? Yeah. Okay. So This one's your fifty. There we go. <laughs> God that is strong. No. It's quite dark in here today. <laughs> I don't know how you, you don't oh. know how you bartenders do it. A little bit more? Yeah. Tiny bit. There we go. All Merry over Christmas. The station. <laughs> and now the microphone. <laughs> Shit. It's okay. Square Spice for us, a new one. <laughs> um, you've put 50. Yes, that's what you said. 50 twice. Oh, okay, 100. Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I thought you were rimming again. <laughs> Oh, so childish. Oh, oh, fuck! It's going everywhere! Don't worry. It's not. What was that about the most expensive ingredients? <laughs> That's so short. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's hard to see things from this angle. Oh there we go. A little bit over, but it's fine. There's a little oh bit on the counter God. again. I'm gonna have to understand. clean the station. Why don't they put little pory things on these the things? The pory things? Yeah, that would be so much easier. <laughs> It's like when you try and pour just, a just huge get some ice. jug I'll of milk into a glass. Just get some ice. <laughs> Can I wash my hands? They're really <laughs> sticky. There we go. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ice. Great. Where's our ice today? The ice machine's the broken. <laughs> Shit. We don't talk about that. <laughs> uh, there's some in the freezer. This one? Yep. Get your bucket. Yep. Pour it in the... Uh... No, 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 not in the station. Right. We're not going to use that much. Just get your spade and put it right in the drink. Which is... Everything's missing today. Oh, there it is. Excellent. Yep. So Straight. just fill, fill this bit. Oh, okay. Yep. I'm going to teach you a different technique to starting your shaking today. Are you? Yeah. So pour your ice into this one. You know you always struggle with, like, closing your tin. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, instead of hitting the tin, yeah. what we're going to do is you're going to grab the bigger part. Mm -hmm. Okay? Grab yeah. this. Put it on top of the drink. And then hit this. Ah. There you go. There we go. I like that. Now this is... And now turn it. Yeah. yeah, you've got the vacuum. Nice. Shake. So cold. <laughs> Wait. I wanted it to be summery. Oh, it's going oh, everywhere. Oh, the vacuum's gone. Okay. All right. Let's get our rimmed glasses. Nice. Nice and cold. Again. Oh, and look, the sugar's side of sort of frozen. There you go. Bit into the other one now, just because we mix it half and half. Back to this one. Bit more into this one. Alright. Done. Done. <laughs> Let's see what you make of this. Yeah. Cheers, Al. Cheers, dude. <laughs> the clinking didn't really work because of all the sugar barrier. Mmm. Oh, that's a good drink. Wow, that is nice. Yeah. You know what? The sugar rim mm. really does make the difference. Well, yeah, because it's quite a tart drink. Like, triple sec isn't as sweet as simple syrup. Yeah. Which is what we normally use to sweeten the drink. So this is, um, triple sec. Triple sec, yeah. I'm going to ask you a difficult question about triple Go sec on. now. Live. What's the triple for? Triple of what? Why is triple sec called triple? If I had to guess, I'd say something about, like, distillation. Hmm. It's the only instance where sec is synonym of distilled in French. See, I was right. It's something to do with... In this instance, it is meaning triple distilled. I was right! <laughs> Said, well done. I said it would Why is the forum username Utkukan? <laughs> Why, Why does the Wikipedia article say last edited by Utkukan at <laughs> 60 <laughs> seconds ago? I have actually done that to win arguments before. I'm, I I should have posted that on secret. You've edited Wikipedia, Wikipedia articles. articles to win arguments. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is low. The lens I would go to. <laughs> to win an argument. To win an argument. It was a bet. I had to win it. Can you tell us about what that bet was? No. <laughs> Fair enough. But if you follow me on secret. <laughs> secret. Now that's... You're that's going to gonna... tell people my phone number on air, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so that's 0778. Yeah. <laughs> Been a lot of discussion about secret recently as it's sort of exploded. I know we talked about it last week. Yeah. But the discussion... Are we going to talk about secret again? Mm, I just want to quickly touch on okay. it. Okay. Just really quickly. Because um, we talked about how... 
I personally don't like it. Is this because I had a massive rant on Twitter this morning? <laughs> so t- tell us what. So Uku essentially, you ranted that people didn't get it. I saw some discussion around secret on Twitter this morning with people saying, "Oh, I don't really get it. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand. Like, I don't. I don't see the use case." And I find that quite an odd argument because for me the use case is incredibly clear. Basically, the way that social networks have evolved is they've attached everything that we do to our real identity. Yeah. Starting with Facebook, everything that we do is is sort of identifiable as us, and it, and it's encouraged that that's the case. I think that leads to people creating a sort of persona of themselves online, which is like the the best representation of themselves. Yeah. Which is fine because it's what we do in any social setting. The way that you are with, for example, your family at Christmas isn't the same as you might be with your friends on a night out. Yeah. We have different facets of our personality. Snogging grandma behind the tree, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we present a persona of ourselves that is edited down version of our personality because it's public. Yeah. Because anyone and everyone can consume it. I think what Secret's doing is giving an almost release for this. It's saying that here is a place where you can post stuff and it's not attached to your identity. You're anonymous. With just the right amount of T's. When people post, you know that it's one of your friends or a friend of friends. You don't know who it is, but you know it's someone close to you. Mm. And I think that combination is quite clever. Yeah. It's sort of naughty enough that people are into it, but it's anonymous, which means that people can post stuff. I'm not saying that this is... And as as sort of I was discussing on Twitter, I'm not saying that this is the great snapshot of the 21st century and and sort of human life as it stands today. Yeah. All I'm saying is, given given the opportunity for release on something like Secret, people will use it. Are you going to post later that you saw Al Monk rimming today? Because that I'm not up for that. But you know, I get I get the fact that it's not for everyone. I I'm not expecting people to be like, oh, it's the great next big thing in social networks. Yeah. I just think it's an interesting take on an increasing realization that people have around the fact that every single thing you do online is there forever and attached mm. to you. Yeah. Do you, but you never see it breaking into the mainstream, or do you? I, I see it breaking into the mainstream more so than other things. Interesting. Talking of things that haven't broken into the mainstream, the Surface Three <laughs> was announced. Uh, <laughs> announced uh, what a few yeah. days ago, and I've got to say, like. I'm so the actual Windows, the new Windows 8 stuff. Okay. When the Windows phones first came out and the Lumia mm-hmm. first came out, I there got was to say Lumia first, but go on. Okay, but the popularized whatever, yeah. I was amazed genuinely. I the Windows phone operating system is really at the core of it a really good experience. Okay. Like I was actually I had more fun setting up the Windows phone than I did. Any iPhone. Okay. Like, it's really seamless. When did you have a Windows phone? Uh, it was a little while ago. It was probably about two years ago. Okay. Um, Nokia sent me a, uh, a sample because I pleaded and begged for it. And then I wrote a blog post about it. Yeah. And then they offered to send me some other one. And I was like, oh, actually, I don't want that one. <laughs> um, but they were cool about it. Um, that was before they got <laughs> they went under. <laughs> I hope it wasn't that blog post. God, I felt <laughs> awful. But yeah, and, and like genuinely, like, you know, a really nice system to use. Unless you want to use any third-party apps, <laughs> in which case it's like, oh, sweet. You know what I really need right now? A cab. Oh, wait, Halo isn't available. Uber isn't available. <laughs> now, that was two years ago. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and nothing has changed essentially <laughs> since. Um, I don't think that's true. Well, it's still really like it's still the worst in terms of third-party support. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'd like to think that Uber's available for Windows Phone. Is I, it? I I don't think so. <laughs> I know I know for a fact that Halo isn't. Are you serious? Yeah, that's crazy. You are absolutely right. Uber is only available on iPhone and Android. You can't get it on a Windows Phone. So that's. That's bad, right? Like, in terms of... It means that if you have a Windows phone, you can't enjoy life like the rest of us. <laughs> you're essentially a second-class citizen, yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah. That is, this is... Microsoft aren't going to... Yeah. No. Anyway, but the Surface um, 3 came out, yeah. and it is... They're going really down this line of... I think the website copy even says, you know, now you can, like, replace your laptop. Yeah. I think it's about $600... $699 or something. Mm-hmm. But essentially, they're really selling it as this kind of tablet mm-hmm. with a keyboard and you know uh, they are essentially inseparable the one interesting physically they are inseparable <laughs> the one interesting stat that they came out with in that same conference was they said 95% of people who own an iPad also own a laptop which is probably true yeah that is probably true um, the iPad is not a I don't find it a replacement to my computer no, I but... know people who use it as such yeah like, I have, I have one friend who's not in the tech industry, and she uses her iPad as her main computer. Yeah. But I couldn't do it. No, I mean, like, I personally can do it. But again, like, I know a ton of people that could do it. And they really are sporting the... They're really talking about the new surfaces as if it mm-hmm. can replace your laptop. Okay. Um, I've got a screenshot of one of their kind of product images up, which is essentially the surface in a kind of arty angle with some fucking bullshit... Uh, Excel chart that says Simmons family budget on it. And <laughs> Does that say penis time? <laughs> There's an aluminium pen. A Paris trip. Oh my god, I really thought it said penis time. Penis time! <laughs> Gotta make time for penis time. <laughs> so the new surface comes with this aluminium pen. Okay. Which is, I mean, it's Aluminum quite nice. for our US listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't want to pronounce half the word. Um, and... The aluminium pen means that you can draw on the screen, and it's kind of they're kind of showing it in this playful, quote unquote, way. Where for some reason, the fun that I'm having with my new Surface tablet, whatever, is making an Excel chart of my potential future holiday plans. Penis time. Penis. <laughs> and then writing casually, penis time over a pie chart. Um, I have a confession to make. I own a Surface Pro. Really? Yeah. Wow. This should be on secret. <laughs> I would downvote that. Uh, tell me about it. I've never seen it, so I can assume that you don't use it. I don't use it. Um, I was given it for free. Have you ever turned it on? Mm. I mean, I have used it. Have, okay, so I am. I actually think that, yeah. again, that Windows, the actual, the phone OS is great, mm. genuinely. Like, I think it's super yeah. kind of smart. It's really intuitive. It's really yeah. nice. Blah, 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 blah. But... The desktop version of that, which is essentially this Windows 8. Yeah, hybrid. but you know it's a touchscreen, right? The Surface. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, have you? it's a fucking nightmare to use. I. It's very... I've never used it, okay. like, if that makes sense. Like, I've turned you... it on and I've played with it because it's new tech and I'm into things that are new. And I was just like, oh, isn't this fun? Yeah. But I've never used it. Shut down, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, the one thing that I do, I keep saying this, this is like downplaying it completely, but I think it'd make an amazing like bedside Cabinet. alarm clock slash 
like screen. It would make an amazing tray. It's just that it's the it's just the perfect weight. But yeah, I just want I just want like weather and okay. an alarm clock and Twitter. I just want like a screen next to it. like when you you know when you wake up you just have a glance and you're like okay so that's what I'm doing today. First world problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't really want to use it as a computer. And I, I and the only reason I want it to do this because it has that nice kickstand. <laughs> so, sort of just stands upright. And like, the kickstand to me is probably the worst thing about it. Uh, you can't use it on your lap. Okay. I want to. I want to really draw attention to the fact, though, that in the promo images that Microsoft supply on their own Surface website, in both of them, they're dealing with spreadsheets, <laughs> and now they're circling the penis time pie chart with thirty-one percent of a meaningless value, <laughs> and and then pointing at pie chart and saying summer camp, camp, summer campaign. What? <laughs> this is still. I oh, know this is North Wind expenses. Oh, it's not right. the Simmons family holiday. They're no, not... th- this is a meeting. Look, it's serious. They've got they've white, got white chairs. chairs and a yeah. sort of walnut table. Um, sorry, the opposite of walnut, wherever that is. Beach. Um, beach. <laughs> beach. Beach. B W E. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, it's not beach. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, it looks. Why would you advertise a new product that you're? I guess, I guess what they're trying to do is say, hey, look, it's powerful enough to run spreadsheets yeah. on. Yeah, I think that maybe they're saying that the people who are going to buy this don't just want it for the... No. It's a bizarre angle, though, right? And this is the first thing you see. On their website? Yeah. Hmm. Top of the website is this image. Apple would sort of just be like, oh, look at all the amazing fun that we're It'd having. It'd be someone rock climbing with an iPad. Yeah. That's what it would be. <laughs> And as, as taking as, a photo of the mountain, yeah, and it's re- pensive. <laughs> yeah, this is the biggest fucking camera I've ever used. Yeah, and the lowest resolution one. Yeah, I mean, like, I I almost think that's as bad. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I fucking hate the whole, you know, oh yeah, you know, for when you're rock climbing, you just put it out your back pocket and it's smashed up because you fell down a little bit. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, it's glass on one side. Um, but I mean, it's at least it's aspirational. You know. To rock climbers. Well, I mean, you know, I like to think of myself as an outdoorsy kind of guy. You were the be- least outdoorsy person I know. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I saw you on Sunday and they were like, don't touch my sides because I played basketball for 10 minutes and now they really hurt. Let's not bring my sporting <laughs> escapades into this. I Honestly, I can barely tie my own shoelaces at the moment because of a slight kind of a, a slight hit I got in basketball. And uh, yeah, I mean, it genuinely hurts quite a lot. Um Maybe. How did we get into this? We were talking about rock climbing iPads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you aspire in your life to do. Yeah. Um, I I don't want to surface. That's the end of that segment. <laughs> <laughs> what did... Okay, so, you know, this is meant to be a podcast about design. Yeah. So, um, they had, as part of the demo... It's meant the... to be a podcast about design. You're right, it was meant to be <laughs> it that. It was meant to be that for me. Um, what do you... <laughs> Um, it's hard to concentrate when you're rimming the glass with your tongue. <laughs> I like to lick the sugar off first. So sue me. You know, it really needs a re-rim. It's getting a little we're, bit... We're going to have another one. Okay, good. Um, the... <laughs> oh my god. As far as... <laughs> I promise I won't take a sip anymore. As part of their presentation of the new Microsoft Surface, yeah. they had someone from Adobe showing off. <laughs> fucking hell, really? A new version of 
Adobe CC that supports the pen for a kind of pressure sensitive drawing, much like Wacom mm. screens do. Interesting. I mean, do you think maybe there's a... Do you remember that product that they never made, which was... It was like a folding notebook with oh, screens the Microsoft on Courier. That was it. Yeah, it was called Courier. It, yeah. it looks fucking awesome. You know who that team became, right? Paper. The 53 iPad app. Uh, it's alright. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, th- as far as I know it, that team that created the Courier concept, right. which was essentially, it was like an open... It was almost it, like an iPad. It's like a Moleskine iPad. That's exactly yeah. it, yeah. And... It was very, very smart. They had they had this concept video around it, and I believe, I mean, this must have been easily five years ago? No, not that long. Really? Okay. Yeah, maybe like two or three years. Okay, yeah. but the tech probably wasn't up, like caught up. It, it with, didn't exist, no, yeah. then, yeah. And, or at least it wouldn't have been affordable. Yeah, like but it was like aspirational in the sense of like design. It was like, oh, what a, what a nice colour on that shirt. I'll just take a photo and use that sample next yeah, to yeah. my notes. And, and it was great. Of, yeah, it looks amazing. I mean, it's probably the most exciting thing I've seen from Microsoft in the last uh, yeah. few years. And yeah, that team left and became Paper. Okay. Um, well, they became 53. Yeah. 53? Yeah. Uh, they and have a new pen. They do? Well, not new. It's been out for a couple of months. Yeah. I mean, again, it looks I mean, it looks really good. Um, I, I just don't really Have understand. you used your iPad with a pen before? Uh, yeah, I used it with like a two, you know, two pound one I got off Amazon. And I used it for about... Mm, a minute and a half and I yeah. decided this wasn't for me it's not good um, well what, the the bigger problem that I have no it's <laughs> the I can't I can't draw a straight line like I'm terrible at drawing right and so in my head when yeah. I saw paper mm-hmm. and these kind of really nice like sketching apps on the iPad I was like this is what I need because I, mm. I need something that's basically going to interpret what I've drawn and sort of present it back to me as an amazing sketch. Exactly, like yeah. a beautiful line drawing. <laughs> and that isn't. Turns out that's not what happens. Yeah. Um, we're kind of naturally getting onto tooling here and talking about sketching right. yeah. and talking about the things that we use to make designs, right? Yeah. So there's been a lot of discussion about tooling again recently. This has come up really big on the kind of design side of tooling. Have we got the right tools to you know design the sort of new iPhone apps and web apps and stuff that we were making and the build side of big unhappy hacking news recently was uh, you know stop making build tools essentially things like Gulp and things like all these sort of like JavaScript building uh, what's Gulp? Gulp is a it's like a front end build system okay um, it's a it means you can kind of type Gulp in your terminal and Gulp will you can script it to compile SAS style sheets and all these kind of, you know, basically routine tasks that you have to do as a front-end developer. That sounds useful. It's really useful. So why is it a bad thing? Exactly. <laughs> well, well, okay. <laughs> I don't know why it's a bad thing, but there's been some pretty, some pretty prominent individuals and companies have both come out to say, stop making new tools, essentially, or, mm. or you know, we don't need new tools in our lives, which... Is a really bizarre kind of attitude to kind of have, I think, in especially in the sort of industry that we're in, to say, you know, everything new that is being made, mm. I don't want to be a part of it. I'm going to be just... less vague than you. <laughs> okay, go on. So I think there were two articles recently, one by Frank Camaro, in which he said, I'm not going to use any new apps or yeah. download any sort of new stuff onto my phone. And there was one recently on um, Signal versus Noise, which is the 37 Signals blog, 
Um, Hope our lawyers have reviewed this, by the way. <laughs> in which um, they, it, he, the sort of guy was arguing that he recently made a site and didn't use a JavaScript framework or he didn't sort of do anything. He just used HTML and CSS mm. and that's the very much the root of the web and we can still do things without yeah, yeah, using yeah. tools. I mean, that just isn't a blog post, in my opinion. Like, obviously, you can still do things with just HTML and CSS. They're there to help you do that faster. Do people need reminding sometimes? I'm going to play devil's advocate. Just people need reminding... That you don't need tools to be able to create work. I mean, there's definitely, you know, tools for the sake of tools is definitely a bad thing, mm-hmm. right? But, but even so, I don't know, it screams to me of that kind of Victorian attitude of somebody in that era said everything that's going to be invented has been invented Mm. and so why are we even you know essentially trying anymore and you know and then oh wait the computer yeah the internet was invented and computers were invented and you know the victorians were idiots we can essentially (laughs) conclude from that other than the fact they built great train networks and made pretty good architecture um what was I talking about again? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So tooling. I'm just Vic- going to let you dig yourself into a ditch. <laughs> I'm not offending any Victorians that are listening to this podcast. But yeah, it just seems like a really bizarre attitude or like a bizarre kind of angle to take to me that you would kind of actively dismiss yourself from the arena of new tools. It is. Uh, I have to respect it as a personal choice, but I am the sort of person that immediately has to try something yeah, new. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to download it and play with it and come to a flash opinion about whether I like it or not. And then talk about it on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the surface um, being a prime example. Yeah. You know, yeah. something that no one has used yet and we have, we've got the definitive opinion about. It's an attitude that I think I find hard to identify with because I'm the exact opposite. Yeah, same. So take Framer, for example, which just got a new... Major version release, Framer 3, Framer 3, and I actually tried it out this week. Finally. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's... That was your homework from episode one. Yeah, it's like two months ago. <laughs> and it's the bomb. It's it's really good. I totally get it now why people use it. It's still more uh, kind of programmatic than I would like. I still want something that would be a kind of more visual I guess experience. that's what Origami's trying for. Yeah. So I actually also purchased an Origami course or like origami slash quartz composer course so it's a five-day course and you get essentially a big zip download of folders of kind of five lessons i think it is and it's like here's a sketch file of what we're going to build and it might be a menu or it might be some piece of nice kind of interaction and then they give you the quartz composer source files you're putting your hand up like you've got a question do you know who wrote it like, who's the expert in origami to be writing this course? Interesting one. I can't remember where I downloaded it from, but I did get it. So I saw another tool posted on Designer News this week. It's called Design Tool. It's a early alpha of a tool that someone's been working on, and it lets you prototype in the browser. Uh, let me just log in and show you what it looks like. So um, as you can see, it just runs in the browser. So I can actually just animate things. So let's actually get, just go to a board that someone else might have made. Um, so I can sort of type and I can click buttons and actually make things disappear. Um, I think it's quite an interesting take. And so it's actually 
interactive. Presumably, it's creating HTML, and you can. I don't know how it works. Yeah, magic. <laughs> I believe it's magic, Al. Yes, magic.js and the JavaScript framework. <laughs> Two questions that I have for you about the tooling thing is, um, I think I always find it interesting to talk to you about it from a development point of view because um, I don't really do that. Do you find that there's a similar discussion in the development community around just, for example, the sheer number of JavaScript frameworks there seems to be? And these are tools essentially like Angular, Meteor, um, Ember. Yeah. I'm sure I'm forgetting a load. Batman is one of them. Is it really? Yeah, Batman. I think it's .js. I'm going to use Batman.js. (laughs) It's like a Twitter one. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely the kind of sentiment on Hacker News and sort of generally it seems to be that there is too many tools being made or people rushing to make their own versions of frameworks Mm -hmm. and stuff without kind of considering how they could use, you know, off-the-shelf, quote-unquote, sort of solutions. But, I mean, that is the same with literally everything right like project management tools was the was this of 2007 like tracking tools exactly yeah and everyone would rush to make their own project management tool but really if you can just slightly twist the way you work to to work how you know basecamp works or however you know any of these tools work then i I mean it it is almost always the, the worst idea to build your own thing Right? Would you agree with that? Uh, in most circumstances. Yeah. yeah. Tell me, what, <laughs> what edge cases do you think there are there? When you truly want to break what exists already. Like, when people talk about this idea of, again, quote-unquote, disruption. Yeah. That's really where disruption comes from, which is when you look at the existing set and you say, nothing here is solving the problem that I'm trying to solve well enough. Or in an interesting enough manner. Yeah, but I think a lot of people just instantly assume that. Me included. Don't get mm. me wrong. I'm the first person to go ahead and make something that probably exists already. Mm-hmm. But I like to. It's it's not. It's 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 that. Like an pro- app that shows the state of the tube lines, for example. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I don't think anyone did that well before they. Yeah, maybe that's... like made by someone about two years before you made it. Interesting. I haven't heard about this. Exactly the same as your app. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Funny that. Was this? Was this something you did? Oh yeah, it was actually. Uh. <laughs> it was an HTML5 kind of janky experience. Hey, it's what you it? did back in the day, man. <laughs> it was web apps all this. Steve Jobs stood on stage and said, "Web apps are the way to go." He did say that, <laughs> and then he died. <laughs> so we can safely yeah. assume web apps kill. That God hates <laughs> web, web apps. <laughs> God loves web apps. I'm gonna get that T-shirt. <laughs> God hates web apps. <laughs> You know what? We haven't done this episode yet. No. What? Pan-Android. That is true. We did. That's essentially the recurring theme. It should be a weekly thing. We should just say the Android panning of the week. Um, <laughs> Who's lost their job this week? <laughs> Which executive fucking bulls um, up? The thing that I wanted to talk about was the terminal Samsung Galaxy S5. Which is... Sounds like a disease. <laughs> Sounds like Amazon Instant Prime Video. <laughs> Yeah, they've no. clearly got the same branding guys on that. <laughs> um, so, Samsung came up with this press release that said, we have taken over Terminal 5 at Heathrow. Okay. Everything. They were like, we've taken over the wayfinding, we've taken over the signs, all of the advertising is ours, 
Like we've and so much that we've rebranded the terminal, terminal Samsung Galaxy S five. Fuck me. And and they was just everyone was just like what. Then the best bit of the story <laughs> is that Heathrow came up with their own press release where they said, uh, "No, that's not what happened. Samsung just bought all of the advertising space available in the terminal." Yeah. Um. Which anyone can do, but we haven't rebranded the terminal. It's not called the Samsung Galaxy they've Terminal bought, S5. Yeah. They've just bought a lot of ad space and they've decided to put those words on the ads themselves. I mean, this is almost like a metaphor for the experience of using a Samsung phone, <laughs> which is it's all glitz and glamour up front, and then you buy it and you turn it around and it's got a plastic detachable back, and it's not yeah. what it promised it would be. It's just a fucking disappointment. Um, Another highlight was um, my friend Sid Lawrence uh, landed into T5 a couple of days ago, oh, yeah. and he posted this photo outside, which is the first ad as you leave the the station, way bigger than any other ad as an iPhone 5C. <laughs> so, but you're like, you thought they'd be smart enough to actually buy maybe the the few extra the ad space that sort of exists when you leave the station. But no, it was like an iPhone 5C as soon as you leave the station. It's like, thank God. I wonder what they hoped was the best possible kind of outcome there as well. Well, like rebranding and terminal. Well, I mean... I mean, it's sort of use to begin with. Like, basically, they said, (laughs) Because it's got a 5 in it. You know what that sounds like? T5. Terminal 5. (laughs) Let's just spend millions of dollars buying all of the ad space in Terminal 5. And hope that almost... Like the Barclays Premier League, you know, right? Or like Barclays Bike. Hope that people actually. But no one says that. Exactly. No one yeah. says, "Oh, have you ridden a Barclays bike recently?" <laughs> yeah, it's gone fucking yeah. bankrupt. I think. Um, in, I think in New York they actually call them city bikes really? because, which is branded after City Bank. Oh, okay. But City Bike kind of sounds like it city definitely works. Bikes. Yeah, it works better than Barclays bikes. Well, we call them Boris bikes. Yeah. Right. I don't know how that came about. Which is actually a fallacy because it was Ken Livingston's project. Was it? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> if anything, it should be We've become very political in it this It should episode. be called Ken Wakes. Don't vote for UKIP. 